Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pound Perspective presented by Nate Dog Sports. It's your host, co-host Nate Dog, along with your other co-host Red. What up, everybody? What up? Yes, sir. We got a good episode ahead of us, y'all. Uh, big, big, big sports news around uh, the whole sports world. You know, with uh, NFL last week, college football had a crazy game between Tennessee and Alabama, and obviously NBA is back. Had some games last night with the Lakers, you know, looking like the Lakers. And uh, the Celtics look good, and the Warriors obviously look good too. But uh, we're going to talk about some NBA, and obviously we will be making our NFL predictions at the end of this episode. But let's start this episode off with a big, big, big shout-out to our boys out there. They had their first gig, our music gig, yes, the sir. Dark Room Band. Y'all y'all go check it out. There's an e- Their EP is out on Spotify, Apple Music, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So y'all go check it out. Uh, they had their first gig this week. They weekend. killed it. Yes, Ethan Absolutely was uh, Red was out there. Uh, what was your impressions, man? How did they do? Look, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think they'd be bad, but I did not think they'd be as good as they were. Man. That's awesome. I was freaking vibing. That's awesome. It was awesome, and they killed it. That's good. So yeah, y'all, y'all go show them some some support. Uh, actually, let me see real quick. Um, I should have had this pulled up, but I, their next gig. Is soon. I think it's in November. It's November 11th, I believe. November. Yeah, that's right. November 11th at 309 Mobile Street, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, it's a big, uh, it's a whole gig. Got a bunch of people. $10 admission, 18 and plus uh, age wise. So y'all go check them out. Y'all go show them some support. We got, um, they've been working hard. Regan Marsteller and John Mara. So, we just wanted to give them a big shout out, and uh, we uh, Red was impressed with them, so we had to oh, go yeah. inc- include them into this podcast, y'all. But yeah, like I said, go check them out. But let's get into some sports, Red. We got some big time talking sure. to do about the NFL last week, some crazy games, and we're gonna start with Monday Night Football uh, with the Broncos and the Chargers. Going into that game, I was uh, nervous we're gonna get another prime time disaster, and it, it definitely was not a fun game to watch. Uh, uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and just send this to you. Uh, overall, what did you think about the game? And, uh, you know, did Russ look better and stuff? Did, what what did you kind of think about it? First of all, I think it's a weird game. Yeah. I just want to say one thing right off. Screw Brandon Staley. Yeah. I take back my coach of the year pick. Okay. This guy sucks. Yep. All right. Besides that, going back to the game, <laughs> I just really don't get the Chargers, man. Like, I don't know if it's even all about the game, but I just – I just don't get it. So, I don't know if you know this. You know Justin Herbert set a record for most pass attempts in a game without a passing touchdown. What was it? 57. That's crazy. Previously held by Kyler Murray. A little fun fact. Okay. But 57 pass attempts with Justin Herbert, and you don't throw a passing touchdown? That makes no sense. It's just a little ridiculous. Mm. Also, sorry, everybody. I'm a little – getting over a little cold, so I'm a little stuffy. No, you're good. But – as far as Denver, man, first half, I actually thought they were clicking pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, Russ was like 10 of 10. They started 10 of 10. For like, what, 100 yards and a touchdown? Mm-hmm. So, at first, they were clicking. The second half, they just stalled out. 
Um, I don't think Hackett is making the best play calls, but <coughs> overall, I just I think both teams have a really solid defense, and I think I think the Chargers have what they need on offense. It's just about deploying it in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think the Broncos really. It just feels like they don't even know what they have yet on offense. Like, yep. It just feels like the whole rust thing. I don't want to say it's a, it's a bad pick or it's a bad uh, pickup by them to get rust or to trade for rust just mm-hmm. yet. But like, he just definitely doesn't look like rust. No. And I don't think having a first year head coach is helping that at all. But yeah, overall, I just, I don't know, man. I just at the beginning of the year, I would have looked at that and thought, okay, this is like a thirty-one twenty-eight last minute fun game mm-hmm. and it was just not fun <laughs> yeah I think you kind of hit it around the dot there honestly it was um questions around Brandon Staley are getting crazier and crazier by the day uh I think the big one about this game is is these defense deserve better uh yeah I think that's a big one I really was impressed with the Broncos defense uh they were flying man they were flying Bradley uh Bradley Chubb yeah he he was all over the place. They have another guy. Oh, his name's drawing a blank, but he was everywhere in the game. His I could no- be wrong, but I think Randy Gregory leads the NFL in pressures. Yeah, if I'm yeah. not wrong, it wasn't Randy Gregory. It was another defensive lineman that was going crazy in that game. Um, I can't remember his dang name. I feel bad now, but like he he was dominating the game. Uh, the defense defenses were great, you know, overall. But yeah, there's a lot of questions with the Chargers, man. There's no reason why that team should not be playing better than they are. Um, it, it's it's one of those weird ones. Like, it, it, yeah, they got the win, but, you know, those are one of those wins you're just like, you can't be proud of that one. You oh, was it uh, Baron Browning? Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he got was, a sack. Yeah, he was all over the place, man, making tackles, had that sack. You know, I was very impressed with how he looked um, in that game. But uh, um, I'm with you. Brandon Staley, what the heck, man? Dude, because, uh, I mean – was it last week they went forward on fourth and two? Yep. From like the forty two yeah. yard line yeah, or something. Yeah. Keenan Allen was literally tweeting like, Man, I'm glad they missed it because if we they would have made that <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I just don't understand how this team is four and two. But it's like a weird four and two. It's like they should be four and two, mm-hmm. but like they should look way better than they have. It's, yep. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm not a big fan of Brent. I've flipped on this guy completely. Yeah, and I it was a it was like a game between the mid coaches, it felt like. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett versus Brandon Staley. It was just the mid game, bro. It's just a mid game. Um But to kind of get to Russ, Russ definitely looked better. Feels like he's starting to get a feel for this offensive style, how they want to play, but then he just was trash after he went ten of ten. I think he was like five of eighteen or something like that for the rest of the game, or I think it may have been even worse. So, you know, he didn't he didn't do very, very good after he started very hot. Um both of these teams got question marks. I oh, yeah. I couldn't take away very much good from this game for either team. Uh, yeah, you get the win for the Chargers, but it was like... Yeah, it wasn't a great win. It's like, yeah, you're just happy you, you played like that and you got the dub. That's one of those ones you're just like, okay, just put that one in the past and try and get better. Um, but very interesting 4-2 and two team, and the Broncos, what, they're 2-4 and four now, mm-hmm. um, playing very, very under their expected uh, um, you know, record. 0-3 in the division, too, so that's even worse. Um, 
tough season. Just a rough start. Rough start. Rough start for them. Weird game. Uh, glad it's not happening anymore. I'll say that much. Um, but, you know, I think that we can kind of uh, be done with that Broncos and Chargers talk. Let's move on uh, to this uh, next question I got for you. Yeah, I'm just going to say this one straight up to mm-hmm. you. Does it seem like the older quarterbacks aren't performing quite like they, that we thought they would be doing this year? Dude, so if you really think about it, it feels like the main guys underperforming are who? Russ, yep. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. And it just feels like, I hate to say it, bro, but it kind of feels like it's the end of an era. I'm not going to yeah. say that they're all, like, washed. I still think they're all, maybe not Russ. I think they're all still good, <laughs> but, like, like I have, I still have faith in Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, it's just weird to me that the game has gone back to what they and their primes really did, more of, like, the running the ball. You, you got know, to. Running the ball, finishing the game, mm. 20 of 28 with – 200 yards, yep. you know, and it just seems like I forgot who it was. I think it was Peter Schrager kind of said the thing with young guys is like the way the the eras last is that there'll be a good draft and then, you know, two or three bad quarterback drafts. Mm-hmm. Think about it from like 2017 on, yeah. it's just been hits at quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is kind of weird because I think we're, I think I'm at least me. I was overreacting a bit to the Bucks, their offense. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't think they'll be great, but I think they'll be okay. But it's just weird to me, man. How I don't know. It does seem like they're just not doing what you would think. Yeah, their caliber should be up to. No, I I just think it comes down to just a shift in the era, man. You know, the whole league is just weird. Now. It's like, it's been such a strange season overall for a lot of teams and we've been waiting for this you know changing of the guard for the NFL you know Tom's been the guy he's stuck around way longer than he probably should have but Tom's been the face of the league and it's finally starting to feel like we're branching into the you know the different era it's no longer Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's league anymore it's it's it's, it's Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes's league mm-hmm. I don't think anyone can it's like I, there's no I don't think I mean, you can have your opinions, but I don't think there's any there's a better quarterback in the league right now than Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I don't I don't think you can make a question about yeah. it. You know, Aaron Rodgers, we know what he's done, we know what he can do, but he hasn't done that this year. And these two guys, Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Josh Allen, they've looked insanely good this year. You know, even after the game between the uh, the, the Bills and the Chiefs. You know, so. I think it just comes down to, you know, it's just, it's finally happening. You know, we're finally yeah. seeing, the, like you said, an end of that era. It's sad, but. It's weird to watch in person. It's weird, bro. It's like the last of our generation of, of, of quarterbacks are, are gone. You know, Peyton's gone. Drew's gone. Big Ben. Big Phillip Ben's Rivers. gone. Yep, exactly. They're just Tony Romo. They're all, oh boy. they're all, they're just all gone, you know, and um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is kind of holding down the fort at this point and. It's yeah. it's it's coming down to an end, man. And then even Matt Ryan, like he played a yeah. good game, but yep. he's not like that dude looks like a slug out there. Yeah, he's not. Around. He's a a shell of himself. Even though it does feel like they're halfway starting to feel figure out that offense over there in Indy. But yeah, I think it really just comes down to the end of an era, man, and the shift of the guard going to this new young, uh, new new age of football. Uh, but I will kind of agree with Tom with what Tom said earlier in the season. A lot of bad football is being yep. played. A lot of bad football is being played. And uh, 
Um, I think that's coming with this new era change. People are starting to realize how you got to play to win uh, football games. And like you said, they're getting to that, you know, rely on that defense again and playing some yep. run. You got to run the ball, man. So uh, overall, yeah, it's I definitely think the old, older quarterbacks have been underperforming uh, this year. But let's move on to one of our one. Well, my favorite team, uh, another another L in the L column. For your New Orleans Saints out here, and uh, Saints lose a, a nail biter out there uh, in in the dome. Um, but you know what does the team's best move? You know what 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 can this team do as they move forward? Uh, I'm gonna send this one straight to you. Um, is the season over, or do they start real real bidding, rebuilding, or you know do they they keep fighting for that playoff spot, Red? So I'll give a quick little thought on the game, and then what I think of the Saints. The game, honestly, thought was a pretty good game. Um, I thought the Saints were going to win almost the whole time. It felt like that their defense is still just underperforming, man. But the offense has gotten a lot smoother. Yeah. I will say that. Like, with Andy, yep. it seems like they at least have an identity. Yep. Um, the Bengals, they just get better every week, it feels like. they're. I think they're back to, like, all right, they're the Bengals now. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. That second half, they finally look like the Bengals again. Yeah, I think it wouldn't surprise me at all if they – they won that division, yeah. if not finished second. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Saints, man, it's just – we were talking before, and, you know, I'm not a Saints fan, but, like, I don't dislike them. Yeah. They're just kind of there for they're just, me. Yeah, like. they're there, yeah. But I personally just think that they're in, like, the worst spot right now because it's like – like we were saying beforehand, I feel like when you lose Drew Brees and Sean Payton mm-hmm. – that's the perfect time to rebuild. Like, mm-hmm. on paper, you got Jameis as the bridge guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you draft somebody. You draft Kenny Pickett first round or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. You give Dennis Allen a year. It just felt like the perfect time to rebuild. They wanted to run it back, and I get it. And now it's like the team clearly isn't a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. but the division is so weak, <laughs> yeah. and the NFC is so weak, you can't help but compete. Yeah. So it's like you may actually – Make it to nine and eight, ten and seven, get a playoff spot, and then you're just screwed because you get like a twenty third overall pick. Yep. You know, yes, but it's it's just in that weird in the middle of like yep. two because I don't really agree with tanking, but it's too late to kind of rebuild. It is, but it's also like you can still win the division, and if you're Dennis Allen, you want to prove that like, hey, I can coach. Yep. I want to have a job. So. Yep. I just think they're not in the best spot right now. But, I mean, overall, I, like, just in terms of them during this season, it does seem like they're getting better every week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, once again, I couldn't uh, disagree in any way on that. It, they are in the weirdest spot an NFL team could be in. Uh, like we, like you said, we talked about this and, you know, what the decision was. Do you just change it all up with Dennis Allen and just go full rebuild or you try and run it back with a good team? on paper um and it's i don't want to say it's proved to be the wrong decision yet because we're it's still pretty early in the season but man it's it's tough football to watch you know a, a team that you're you're supposed to be able to rely on their their uh defense and the defense has underperformed all season they've you know they're injured you know marshawn didn't play and stuff but you know we got depth you know uh the saints have depth and uh it kind of just it it's it, it comes to a point where you're just like, what can this team do? Like what, what, what is their ceiling? And, and I don't think you quit fighting because on paper, they are still a very good team. Um, 
QB situation is a problem for the Saints. I don't want to say that they can overcome it because they've done nothing to prove that. Um, but I will say that is the best the offense has looked all season. Not since Andy's been in or when Jameis was in. It's like literally all season. That is yeah. the only time that offense looked remotely like good, you know, remotely good. So um, there's definitely they're definitely getting better as the season progresses on. But ah, it's just as a Saints fan, it's hard to watch this this team, man. It's it's hard. You know, I, the defense, like, Al Nolan, my brother, he came in here talking about Tyron Matthew. It's, yeah. It's like he's a shell of himself, man. He hasn't done anything special all year. He's done, he just looks old. He looks man. old. He's small. It's, he's literally done, I don't think he's done one thing that's been, like, good for this team at all. So, for me, it's just, like, what do you do now? Um I think you keep fighting just because, like, the point you made. It's The team is – or the division is – it's just weak. I'm not high on Tampa. Um, I don't think their offense is good. The defense is underperforming for them as well now re- recently. Um, and, and they're kind of going through a weird situation too. They're in a kind of very similar situation. they got a roster that's really good on paper. That's but the thing, man, is the Saints could still win that division. It's like it's all – it's literally right there. They're 3-3, three and three, we're 2-4. and four. It's like – or the Falcons. Could the win Falcons have a better record than. Uh, no, they're two and four as well. But no, they're three and three. They're three and three. So they got a better record than us. Literally, they have a better record than us. So, then since they, I think since they lost to Tampa, right? Yeah. Since so Tampa technically has the the lead on them. So it it's just one of those things. It's just like. Uh, I mean, dude, if Tampa wasn't playing freaking Carolina this week, I'd pick them to lose. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. It's Carolina though, so it's like, yeah, exactly. you, ain't, you ain't picking them. Uh, I would love to see old Carolina pull that one off for me though. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, overall though, um, hope we can keep fighting and find a way to you know, keep this thing pushing along and find a way to I'm get rooting for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's make the playoffs. See if we can still win this division. Uh, don't don't I don't want to chalk up the season quite yet. Still early on, but let's move on to your favorite team, the old Cowboys. Finally, Cooper Rush, the rush hour finally got uh, stopped. Uh, it was in it was in uh, Philly, wasn't it? Yep. Got stopped in Philly. It's tough, um, but you know everyone knew that it was going to come to an end sooner uh, sooner or later. But uh, I just want to throw this one at you. Um, you know, as we know, Dak's coming back. Been clear today. Um, how are you feeling about this team with Dak and uh, um, to kind of also, you know, uh, after that, could you could you kind of tell me what you think about the division and are the Eagles really just that good? I just want to say shout out Eagles. You yeah. beat a team with a backup quarterback at home. Good job. <laughs> but no, nah, for real, the Eagles are good. But I really want to start off by saying shout out Cooper Rush, man. Yeah, man. Look, Seriously, though. We were talking on the preview pods. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, you release these guys. Neither one of them are going to get picked up. You can pick one of them back yeah. up. Yep. If you were to do that now, Cooper Rush would be the first or second backup yeah. player. Oh, yeah. He's definitely he not making a starter. No. Yeah, no, nah, he's definitely not a starter, but dude has proved himself as mm-hmm. a quarterback. Yep. Uh, backup, good NFL quarterback. But, man, it's just the Eagles are good. Like, I can't I can't get around it. Like, the Eagles are good. Um, The thing about the Eagles is just how, like, how physical they are, man. Like, A.J. Brown was the perfect fit. Because he's such a physical, big receiver. Yeah, AJ That Brown. just matches their whole offense. He is dominating over there. Um, um, 
On the game, though, I thought the Cowboys' defense played really good except for that last freaking drive when they needed a stop. And that's the thing, though, is with Jalen Hurts, like, anytime the thing with the Eagles, man, anytime they're in third and short, they're going to get it. It's, just, it's over. And best way to you – you have to get turnovers with that team. And uh, I thought Dallas's defense played good. Philadelphia did what they've been doing. I think it's kind of crazy if you look at their statistics. In the second quarter, they blow everybody out. And then I the rest of the action, game, yeah. they really don't do much. Yep. But it's like they get up to these, like, besides that Arizona game, mm-hmm. which they should have lost. But they get up, like, 20 to zero in the second quarter almost every week. Like, and then, which, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the Eagles right now, I think, are the best in the NFC. Without a doubt, the best in the division. I didn't think I would say the Giants would be second in the division at five and one at this point. Go blue! I cannot believe I'm saying that, but I do love Brian Dayball. Yep. But in terms of Dallas, I think you get Dak back this week. Mm-hmm. I want to personally see them use the same playbook they've been using with Cooper Rush. Yes. Just put Dak in that role and then do some read option stuff. Read option, maybe oh, a couple more. Shot yeah, a little plays. bit more. A little bit more rollout. Play action shot yes. plays. But, like, Dak should not throw the ball more than 32 times yeah. a game. Like, yeah. unless you're losing. Yeah. But in terms of, uh, yeah, getting back to the Eagles in terms of how good they are, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL, though. No. I'm not ready to say that. Not I still there. think the Chiefs, or I think the Bills and the Chiefs, personally, are yeah. better. But in the NFC, they're the high class right now. And I really mm-hmm. don't think you can, like, legitimately argue against that. But I'm calling it now, man. You heard it here first, Pound Perspective listeners. They will die down. This offense is going to do what the Cardinals always do. It's got Cardinals written all over it, doesn't it? And it's just, I don't know if they'll they'll hit the wall as hard as the Cardinals did, Mm -hmm. but by by week week 13, Mm -hmm. this team won't be number one in the NFC. But they'll finish first in the division. I, it'd be ridiculous if they didn't finish first in the in the NFC East. But I really do think they're a good team. But I I still just don't think they're they're a contender. But I'm not ready to say they're the best team in the NFL yet. Nah, yeah. I, and then I don't really need to say much on the Commanders. No, yeah. I don't think we need to even discuss all the the Commanders the, or the, the Commodores, whatever you the call The Giants it. are doing good, but I think they're kind of a year away from being. They, yeah, they've got. They're that, a year yeah. away from being how the Eagles are now. They're yeah, they're one of those teams. This is like, wow, this is impressive. But they're still, they're just a couple pieces away, a year away. Uh, there's teams like that all around the league, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, it's wow. I, I, I what the Cowboys have been able to do, man, to, to keep this season alive. The defense, man. I'm that, telling that, you, I that, don't want to. That's the thing about the Cowboys is their freaking defense yep. this year. And that and that's one thing that. It just it doesn't die down like an offense will. It doesn't usually hit a wall. If a defense is good, it's it's just good. You know, mm-hmm. a defense is just good. And I don't want to act like I know everything, but I said before in the preview pod, man, I, I the, the Cowboys were going to be good this year. It was all up to that defense. Could they make? Could they make that next step? Could Dan Quinn get that defense to be one of the best, a top five, top three defense in the league? And he has done that. And the thing is, man, is like it's guys you don't like. Like, I, I think I said it on the CDM pod. 
You ever heard of Dorrance Armstrong? Exactly. Dude's like, got five sacks this year. It's like, what? It's people like that. It's Malik Hooker. Yep. It's freaking Donovan Wilson, J-Ron Curse, the boys. Yeah. The guy, the other guys making the, making those plays. Yeah. It's, it's, but it, it does boil down to Dan Quinn. It let does. Me just, let he me is just a say. hell of a defensive coordinator. What, and like we said too, I think it was a couple episodes ago, I bet the Broncos are feeling a little stupid. Yep. It's like, oh, golly, man. It's like you missed out on that guy. And look at what he's doing with this Cowboys defense. Um, but kind of what am I expecting uh, with Dak to come back? It's, um, I'm expecting a better offense, you know, a more explosive offense. It kind of gets, uh, you know, the one thing that was halfway holding back this team was Cooper Rush. Even yeah, though I Cooper Rush was, you know, winning games, he was doing enough to win games. And now we got a guy like Dak, like we said, is at least close to, if not a top 10 quarterback. I think yeah. he's at least a top 10 quarterback, probably around eight or nine. Um, uh, when you get a guy back like that with the experience he's got, played playoff games, played in the big games in college, you know, everyone knows what Dak can do when he's healthy. Um, there's no question about his talent. He's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I, I think it just opens up the offense. I think it just makes this offense a little bit more prolific, you know, get a little bit healthier. Uh, um, receiver wise, because his uh, gallops back now. Um, mm-hmm. But man, look, you called it in that earlier pod. You called it when you said the reason it felt like the offense looked better with Cooper Rush because they had a script. Yep. Like they actually had a plan. Yeah. You actually called that perfect because it feels like with Dak in the game, they think, oh, we're going to let our quarterback we paid all the yeah. money to shine. Kind of just let him do his thing, you know? And if you paid a lot of money to Zeke too, which, yeah, Zeke is not that good anymore, in my opinion, but. You got two good running backs, or, you know, you got two running backs, like, use them, man. Mm-hmm. Dak doesn't have to be the reason no. you win every game. Like I said, if if Dak's throwing the ball more than 32 times, yep. you, you just don't want that. No. It, it, exactly. Best case scenario is that you get 100 and – 150, 175 rushing yards a game, you know. Yeah. You're one of the best – you want to be one of the best rushing teams in the league. When you got one of – once again, if not the best running back duo in the league, you know, it's one of the best in the league with a healthy Zeke and a, a surging Tony Pollard, you know, that's a heck of a running back crew. Um, and we know what these skill players can do. Malcolm, uh, what's uh, Brown? What's his name? Uh, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. I keep wanting to call him Malcolm Brown. Um, Noah Brown. He's making some strides this yeah, year. Gallup, Lamb. Gallup's getting healthy. C.D. Lamb. We know what he can do with the ball in his hand, you know. Um, they got some young tight ends yeah, stepping up. Yeah, who's the backup? He's uh, been, Jake Ferguson. Yeah, that dude, man. Yeah, Peyton Hendershot, Hend- baby. Hendershot, yeah. But is uh, is Schultz coming back this week, or is he still out? Well, I think he was supposed to play, and then I think he, I think he like re-hurt his okay. hamstring Saturday. He'll probably be back, but Jack. he hasn't looked like himself. He this hasn't. Whole yeah, season, no, he hasn't. He like. hasn't been the the guy that was of last year. But still, we know what Schultz can do. You know. There's no question the talent around Dak. It's all up to this offensive coaching staff, um, Kellen Moore, getting a system ready for this offense. Maybe I think, you know, this Cooper Rush experiment has only helped one person a lot, and it's been Kellen Moore. I think mm-hmm. Kellen Moore needed this more than anybody. He needed to get out there and not have an elite-ish quarterback close to elite quarterback uh, to not just you, a guy that you cannot rely on to win you a game. You know, I think it helps him the most out of anybody on this uh, Cowboys staff coach and, you know, the whole entire tree, you know, I think it helps him the most, 
you know, being out there and having to coach a team that, you know, doesn't have an elite quarterback. That's a bottom top, a bottom 10 quarterback, uh, even though Rush looked great, you know. But yeah, but, I mean, he's a bottom 10 quarterback. He is. I mean, you can't – there's no ifs, ands, or buts. But, you know, with Dak coming back, there's – it's only be, it's only going to get better, you know, for the uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and to kind of get to the Eagles, kind of make this a little bit quick. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm with you. It's like I'm kind of just waiting to see if that wall is going to hit. I've been thinking it all year. It's just like there's always one team every single season that plays a little bit better, that plays really good at the beginning of the season and just falls off. The Pittsburgh Steelers that year, where they went, they started like what eleven and zero. It was some yeah. the Raiders the year after that. Yeah, and then and the Cardinals last year. It's, there's always one team that outplays for a little for that beginning of the season, and then they get you know get caught. You know the, mm-hmm. the system gets picked up on. You know, I don't want to go as far as to say it's the Cardinals. You know, I don't or the Steelers that year. I think that that the Eagles are a very good team, but I don't think it's gonna just. I don't think it's going to be perfect all season. I think they're going to get caught one week, and finally someone's going to figure them out. But I still think they win the division. Um, I think uh, I still think they can still win the NFC. Um, as of right now, there's no reason not to think they they can't. Mainly because I don't like anybody else in the NFC. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, the thing, man. It's like uh, the Bucks are leading the. Excuse me, they're leading the NFC South. I don't like them. Uh, the Vikings are an interesting team, actually. So, the Packers aren't who they're. The Packers supposed to aren't be. what they are, and and the the NFC West is just going to kill each other. It feels yeah. like they're 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 not going to have the number one seed because they're just going to keep beating on each other. So, um, I think it's wild to say that the the Eagles can't be, or, or won't be the number one seed. But you know, it's going to be fun to watch because uh, uh, NFC is a very. It's going to be a dogfight to see who gets that number one seed. But overall. Good game. Let's see what Dak can do for the Cowboys out there in Dallas and Jerry's world. Who, who do y'all got this week? Look at the Lions. Yeah, we got the Lions. Yeah, baby. we're predicting that one later. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. But let's get into our last little discussion about the NFL recap. Had our big game of the week. Obviously, everyone knew about this one. Bills versus Chiefs. Everyone remembers what happened last time they played each other uh, back in January. But uh, I'm just going to throw this one at you again. Uh, was this a better game than in January? And does the NFC just feel, I mean, AFC just feel like light years ahead of the NFC? So, no and yes. It's okay. not a better game than January. Definitely. But the AFC is so far ahead. It's, yeah. Like, it's ridiculous, yeah. man. Now, the one thing about this game I will say, I don't think it's better than the game in January just because – personally like the Chiefs better. <laughs> so I was kind of happy that they won in January. But anytime these two teams play, like, you know it's going to be the most watched game of the week. Mm-hmm. And it should be. Like, yep. this is why this is why you make big plays. Yep. Is that, I hate to say it, but, like, you want to get on primetime. You want to, like, get your name out there. Like, these are the two teams that get the crowd. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So you know it's always going to be a good game. You can, you literally cannot argue that these two quarterbacks are at least not the top th- three. Yeah, you know within the top, like you you just can't argue that. Nope, nope. Um, but yeah, both defenses I think are better than. I mean, I knew the Bills' mm-hmm. defense would be good. The Chiefs' defense a lot better it's than pretty, I thought. It's pretty good. The offense is doing a lot better than I thought too. Mm-hmm. But I still predicted the Chiefs would have a good season. Um. I think they're going kind of how I thought, but the Bills are doing a little bit better than I thought too. But 
And getting back to that second part, yeah, the AFC to me is just miles ahead, man. Yep. Like, it's ridiculous. Herbert should be in that conversation, should. but he's got a freaking – Bonehead of a coach. Yeah, a freaking <laughs> just dumbass of a coach, man. But, yeah, it's not even close yep. in FC, AFC right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would agree that it's definitely not a uh, not as good as January. That game might still be the greatest NFL game I've ever watched. Um, in my lifetime. There's a lot of good ones, but that one was up there. Uh, and one last thing about the yeah. Bills. It just feels like it feels like they've been so close mm. for so long. It just like, feels like it's their time. This was their time to win against the Chiefs, yep. man. Because mm-hmm. now Josh Allen has been like, all right, I beat my home. I like, can do it. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I can do it. You know, let's do the playoffs too. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think anyone could say that one is good. It was as good as in January. Still an amazing game. It still came down to the wire. Um, uh, but to kind of talk about the AFC and NFC, yeah, it, it's kind of wild to see, uh, the difference in talent is the big thing. It's, it's not about just, you know, you know, this player against this player or th- that guy, or that coach against that coach. It's just like, they are just playing better. Mm-hmm. Even like the three and three squads. Like I think Cincinnati is a better team than the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a mile away. Oh yeah. And they're three and three. Um, the, Tennessee Titans are quiet three and two. I'm not high on them, but uh, um, Chiefs a four and two team. That's I would still say it's better than the Eagles, and the Eagles are easily oh, yeah. the best team in the NFC. So when you look at these records, it's like Bengals who are three and three are better than the Giants who are five, five and, and one. one. Exactly. You know, like I said about the NFC West, these teams are just beating each other. You know. You know the Ravens are three and three, and the Bengals are three and three. So it's like they're just they're all beating each other at this point. Um, I think it's kind of crazy how much better the AFC. It kind of starting to ro- remind me of you know those years in the uh, NBA when the West was just oh, yeah. so much better than the East, like crazy better than the East. Now it's kind of leveled out a little bit. Um, it's very similar to that for me. It's just like. The powerhouses are in the AFC. It feels like the best teams, the, the NFC champions, get coming out of the AFC this year. Um, but that's all. That's all to be seen in the future. Uh, but I think uh, what an amazing game, though, uh, for the, in the between the Bills and Chiefs. I uh, hope we see that one more time this season. Maybe oh, yeah. We got to. But I think that will do it for our NFL talk, y'all. Good talk there about some good games last week. Well, let's get into the one of the biggest games of all sports last week. Oh, yeah. My goodness, college football. Y'all had a treat with the Tennessee Vols versus Bama out there in um, Knoxville. Um, what an amazing game. I'll, I'll start this one off uh, on this one because I was I was able to watch the first half and then I had to watch the second half on my phone at the Southern Miss game because I was covering it for uh, student uh, or for Super Talk. Uh, you got to grind. Yeah, hey, you know, that doesn't stop me from watching. I'll tell you that much. Oh, uh, yeah. Watching on my phone and stuff. Um, Man. I am so impressed with that Tennessee offense. I've never seen an offense run that fast. My gosh. They're put, uh, they're t- the seconds between each play is 20 seconds. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, that's their average time between plays. Um, I, it, this offense, it, it reminds me of the LSU offense from 2019 and 20 and the Alabama offense uh, from that COVID year. So, it, it it's one of those just absolutely elite offenses um, that can win games. And there's just – it's like, can you score with us? Please, just try. Try and score with us. We, we beg you to do a yeah. shootout with us. Like, they literally beg Bama to just have a shootout with them because they knew they could win a shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but just to kind of just talk about this one, it's just I was impressed with Alabama, I will say. I didn't think Alabama's offense was that special. Um, I do think Tennessee's got a, a liability in their secondary. Um, they kind of got cooked up by some Bama receivers that aren't really the best, even though Bama has great receivers all the time. They have a, they're not as good as they've been in the past, you know, with Jalen Waddle and uh, Devontae uh, Smith and stuff and Jerry Judy. But um, you know, they're not bad receivers, and I love their running back Gibbs uh, from Georgia Tech, uh, who transferred there this year. Great running back. Um, I was impressed with Bama, but I, I, all I can say is, wow, Tennessee. They pulled it off. I think the stat I saw today is Alabama is 132-1 and one now in games that they have uh, scored 49 points. Hey, you got to be a first time hey, for Hey, you got a first time for everything. What an amazing win for Tennessee. And I think that it's very, very um, – I think it's okay to say that, uh, oh, Tennessee might be one of, if not the best team in the, in the country. And Hinton Hooker, their quarterback, is probably the Heisman favorite right now. I like it. I yeah. like it, man. Yeah. I like it. Oh, look, first off, this game was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was. I want to say I did not realize till looking into it, Hendon Hooker is old as shit. <laughs> he is. <He's laughs> Bro turns 25 in January. But yeah, Alabama got that Joe Burrow treatment again. Man, yeah. This one. <laughs> but you said it, man. Like, besides them having a weak secondary, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, like, even though I'm not a big Tennessee fan, it's hard not to like that team. Yeah. Man. You, they just play with such grit. Mm. Anytime Hooker is on the field, like he's just going to make plays. He's making plays all the time. Um, I think you mentioned it. I'm not going to take it from you because I know you said it, but this is probably the least disciplined Alabama yeah, team. definitely. At least that like I can remember from the last couple of years. No, it's probably the worst since Nick Saban's been there probably. And, I mean, it wasn't the kicker's fault. You can blame it on the kicker if you want, but Tennessee shouldn't have been up twenty-eight to ten. No, but it's like you said, that's just what this offense does. But yeah, you got to score with them against any Alabama defense from the past three years. Yeah, I don't think Tennessee's getting up twenty-eight. No, no, yeah. And you know, I don't have much to say. I just I think Alabama still makes the playoffs. Yeah, but it's fair. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to win the um the playoff this year. I they just. I don't think Tennessee's going to win it either unless they can fix that secondary. But, yeah. man, they're just explosive. They're just fun so to explosive. watch. They are fun to and watch. And Hendon Hooker is legit. He's legit. I think he's the Heisman favorite right now. I think I think uh, that between also him and I want to say shout-out Nate Dog. He predicted it right last episode. Hey, it was so low five. I got, I got that one right. I was, I was, I I did predict the shootout. I didn't think it would be that crazy of a shootout. Um, I think I picked it like 41-38 or something like that. But, uh um, I was able to get that one right. I was happy about that prediction. A three points uh, a win for Tennessee. Um, but let's let's move on to to our local team here. Got some Southern Miss. Got it off of a big time win, comeback win over the Red Wolves last week. Um, that was a crazy game to watch. Uh, USM played just awful offense for three quarters, and then Jake Lane comes in there and you know clutches it out. Has two offensive. Uh, uh, two touchdown drives at the end of the game, a 98-yard drive, actually. Um, yeah, it's the longest of the season for the offense. And then he had uh, a drive where Gennaro Dean got a touchdown for him to get the 20-19 to win, a uh, big-time win for Southern Miss. But uh, they got a big win against Texas State. It's uh, uh, Every single game, it feels like so for Southern Miss, it's just a bigger game. 
Uh, the strength of the schedule is just getting harder as the season goes along. Texas State, big win against Appalachian State this year, which is a, a pretty good team uh, at Appalachian State. Um, but they've kind of underperformed as well. But uh, so the miss is coming in on high, man. To win that game with a uh, with a quarterback change midway through a game, it's a uh, uh, it it you got to be feeling pretty good. Even though Zach Wilkie is to, is predicted to be the quarterback against Texas State, but you know after seeing Jake Lang, you, you gotta you gotta know you got a guy back there that can uh, come oh, yeah. in and clutch it out. But let's get into this one. Quick little prediction. Uh, I'll start this one off um, to kind of give some points. I, I think Southern Miss can. Th- they need to win this game. It's not as much of a must win as last week, I don't think. But if you if you're going if you want that bowl game, if you want to get bowl eligible, this is a game you have got to win. Um, uh, you got to be able to run the ball, and you got to be able to rely on your uh, uh, quarterback. Your quarterback Zach Wilkie's just got to play better, smarter, uh, less turnovers. He's had a lot of turnovers the last couple of weeks, um, so he's just got to be more into the game, focused. Um, and if he does that. Um, we'll see the talent that Zach will he's got because he's got a lot of talent when he throws the ball. Very accurate quarterback. He just was all over the place against Arkansas State. So if they can do those things, run the ball, rely on that defense as always, um, maybe get a big play in the secondary or uh, a turnover in the secondary that leads to a touchdown or maybe a return on special teams to kind of uh, elevate some that score more than always relying on the offense to score. So to get to the point, I got Southern Miss winning this one, 23-21 to 21 out there. In Texas State, what you got? I got you. So I just want to say, um, the USM Arkansas State game shouldn't have been that close. Mm-hmm. It should not have been nope. that close. Um, I just I don't know if you go with Wilkie or if you go with Jake Lane. I'm tough. It's a tough decision. But I think I just I'll always be pro. You got to pick one guy. Yeah, like you yeah. can't be flip flopping. Even if one guy is a little bit worse, like the team's got to have a rhythm with yep. one guy. Mm-hmm. So I think whoever it is, it's Wednesday now. Yeah. <laughs> on Monday or on Sunday, you should have picked like this guy's going to get ninety percent of the reps, at least seventy five percent of the reps. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they did. They did that. I'm not at practice. I don't know, but the offense is just. The run blocking and run game is actually not bad. It's better. That's been the big one of the big positives this year's offensive line. But the pass game is just so inconsistent, man. Mm. I think Brownlee is like legit. Brownlee's like, very good. Like he's an NFL player. He he's is. not a top two round draft pick, but that dude is an NFL he's player. He's an NFL dude. receiver. He is very, very talented. And they have some pieces and it just feels like I don't know, the defense isn't bad. It just feels like the main thing with them is offensive consistency. Mm-hmm. And I get they got a true freshman at quarterback, but you, you got to find somebody to just get all the reps, yep. like I said. But yep. looking forward to Texas State, I think if I was them, pick one quarterback, mm-hmm. run the game through Frank Gore. The yep. quarterback, whoever it is, shouldn't have more than 22 attempts, yep. in my opinion. Like, that's what I would do if I was them. Now, I will say I looked into Texas State a little bit. You know, USM is the uh, – Favored to win by two and a half right yep. now. The thing that's interesting with Texas State is their one receiver, Hawkins, has like 70% of their catches, yeah. dude. Yeah, I think if you can take away him, mm. I really think USM wins this game. He is a dog, though. And the thing with USM is they're not – like, they're very good running the ball. They just cannot turn the ball over, man. Mm-mm. 
I, one or two turnovers in this game, and they're done. I yeah, think. you can't. So I think you pound the ball with Frank Gore, play defense like they've been doing. I got them winning 27 21. Okay. Whoever the quarterback is, I don't think they should throw more than 22 passes. Because it's like, it's not saying that they're like terrible. It's just like, your best offensive player is at running back. Yep. You got Frank Gore Jr. You got good running backs behind with Janari Dean. You, you rely on what this team was built to do. He's like a perfect chess piece, yeah. man. Frank Gore. Like, he finally, moved him around. Yeah. And he had a big game against Arkansas State. You know, it was good to see him get a big run in that game. It was just like, I've, I completely agree. You got to be able to run the ball with Frank Gore Jr. You yeah. got to. You got to. So let's hope the Golden Eagles can get a dub out there out there at Texas State University. Hopefully they can. Uh, but let's move on. NBA, we got some NBA games going on right now, actually. The Pelicans are waxing the Nets, apparently. Shout um, out them Timberwolves. Yeah, let's look at that score, actually. Yeah, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, are y'all playing tonight? Yeah, they just won 115 to 108 against the Thunder. That's what I like to hear. That is what I like to hear. The Pelicans won 130 to 108. Ooh. My goodness. I got to look at this box score real quick, y'all. Let's see. What what what, what we got here? Show me the box score stats. Here we go. Um, Zion twenty five nine and three. Hey, not showing me. Uh, oh, here we go. Ben Simmons, baby, four points. <laughs> Some Ooh. things just never change. Yep. Some things just never change. Oh man, it's not showing me the box score on this one. Oh, here we go. I was clicking the wrong thing. Yeah, you're right. 25, Brandon Ingram, 28. Oh, they had three 20-point scores, 21 from CJ as well. Um, 16 from Trey Murphy off the bench. Um, KD put up 32, like of course he would. Kyrie struggled, 15 mm-hmm. points, 6 of 19. But, uh, yeah, NBA, get, let's get to the uh, what we're actually here to talk about for the NBA. Got some, uh, you know, a little bit of a debate here about our um, – Got some teams that we're kind of looking at, you know, two teams uh, that we think will be higher than everyone thinks that they will be uh, better than we th- that everyone thinks they will be, and two teams that we think will be worse than everyone thinks they will be. This is kind of more of on the over under yeah. uh, uh, on the betting lines and stuff. So we can't uh, really talk to everybody and yeah, see what they yeah, think. Yeah, it's just like that's just not possible. But I'm gonna send it right to Ethan here. All red. What do you? What are two teams that you're higher on than everyone else is? So. You can go back and listen. I've been high on this team for a while. The mm-hmm. Raptors are my number one team yes. that I'm high on. Yep. Freaking Scotty Barnes, baby, mm. is a freaking beast. He's so good. Freaking beast. And you talked about that Kyle Lowry trade earlier, too. Dude, yeah. They won the Kyle Lowry mm. trade. I hate to say it, but they won mm-hmm. the Kyle Lowry trade. But I think you got Fred Van Fleet. You got Pascal Siakam still. Mm-hmm. You got Scotty Barnes. You got Precious out mm-hmm. there balling. I think I think they're uh I don't remember. I think their over and under was forty eight, but I think they easily beat that. I see them getting at least fifty wins. Mm-hmm. I don't see why they can't be a I don't see why they can't be a top five seed in the East. Yeah. I really don't. And then my second team I'm higher on, we just talked about them, the Pelicans. Yep. Their over-under is 43-and-a-half games. Craziness. I think if Zion plays just 30 games, I just don't see <laughs> yeah. how they don't yeah. how they don't get to that. Brandon Ingram is so freaking slept on. Or mm. I think he gets his respect now, but in terms of what he did last year to carry that team, 
He was slept on, man. Yeah. Alvarado's a player. Yes. You got C.J. McCollum still. They just got players all around. I like that coach. I like how – I just like how they stepped up when their best player got hurt. Mm-hmm. And it felt like they were a year too early last year. Yep. So, I'm a lot higher on them this year. Yep. Yeah, I, I like those two teams a lot. I'm also on that Pelicans train as well with you. Kevin Durant actually yes, came out recently in an interview talking about how uh, Brandon Ingram is the most underappreciated player in the entire league. He says he's not been in, he, he hasn't been this impressed with a player uh, coming in the league in a very long time. And that's that's saying something with all the studs we've come in the draft. And it recently. sucks too. He plays with Zion, who gets all the highlight hype. plays. He gets all the hype, every ounce of it. And I hate it for Bi because Bi was so hyped up in in LA, and it was just not a good spot for him early on in his career. Because I always said that. Well, even when we drafted B.I. to the Lakers, I said, this guy's a project. Mm-hmm. He's not a right-now guy. This guy's four, five, six years from now, he's going to be an elite scorer in the NBA. And look at him now, an elite scorer in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's just getting better all around. So I really like the Pelicans. Don't want to harp on that one. Ethan uh, had very good points about uh, the Pelicans. But another team I'm high on, another West team. A lot of people are high on them, but I, th- I think I'm a little bit higher than everyone thinks. I don't know what their over-under was, but the Nuggets – I, I I think they could be the best team in the West. I, I don't think that's too crazy to say. I think their 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 ceiling is an NBA Finals, and their their low is a seven game series in the second round. They barely lose, you know. Yeah, it's like they're they're they're, they're a very good team. If they can be healthy with Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Um, I mean, they just got players everywhere, you know. Um, I love their team. I like their coach. It's. And the Nuggets have just – they've been there. You know, they've been to that those big games, and they just haven't been able to get over that that that, that hill. Um, so, I think if there was a year for them to finally put it all together, it has to be this year. Jamal's healthy. Uh, that, that was a big thing for them last year. They just didn't have another, you know, facilitator, ball handler kind of guy. Michael Porter Jr., he's always had health problems his entire career. Up. He's got to step up. He's got to be their third best player. Um if those if all those things happen, I think they could easily be a top three seed in the West, maybe a top two seed. I'm still thinking the Warriors are the best team right now in the West. Yeah, um, they're just so good overall. That team is just stacked. Um, but yeah, those are my two teams that I'm I'm very high on in the NBA this year. But let's go into our two teams that were lower on than the consensus. I'll start this one off uh, first. These two teams, I don't like at all. There's no bias in this, but I, I've not liked them. I don't enjoy watching them. I feel you. Um, uh, I do like some players on these teams, but I, I cannot, I can't not like them. It's just it's, as a Lakers fan, I can't do it. So, first team is the Suns. Too much, too much controversy around that team, man. There's too much BS around that team for that team to be good. DeAndre Ayton doesn't even seem like he wants to be there. I just don't, I just don't see this team being a number one, number two, number three seed again in the West. I think they make the playoffs, but I, I think they're a bottom five uh, seed, maybe a six or seven uh, in the West. And that's not saying anything yeah. bad because the West is just so competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, But I don't think they're a top team in the West uh, this season. Now, uh, my next team, first East team I'm going to be talking about here, uh, I'm, not, I'm not on this net stream, man. I'm not on okay. it yet. I'm not on it. Uh, I could be proved wrong. Well, Stephen A. picked him to go to the finals to play the Warriors, but uh, – I just I, I gotta think he see did the last like three years. <laughs> yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just don't see it, man. I just uh, Kevin Durant is that guy. Kyrie Irving is box office. He's an all time player, one of the 
my favorite players to ever watch. Ben Simmons, when healthy, is a great facilitator and good basketball player. But I don't believe in Steve Nash. Don't see it. I don't think that defense is going to be good, even though Ben Simmons brings a defensive presence they haven't had there. I just I got to see it to believe it. They're one of those teams. They're like the Lakers for me. It's just one of those, prove it to me. You got to yeah. prove it to me. And I could have easily put the Lakers on here, but I think everyone kind of doesn't think the Lakers are going to be that special uh, this year. So uh, I'm going to put the Nets and the Suns as my two teams. Who do you got? Okay, I got you. Well, say I can't agree more with that first point, man, about the Suns. I'm not high on the Suns this mm-hmm. year. Like you said, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think it would be just like – it'd be very shocking if they didn't at least make the the playoffs. Mm-hmm. With all the Robert Sarver stuff going on, it's mm-hmm. just it's just too much off the field or off the court. CP3 is CP3. You got to give him respect. But the dude is a year older. Yeah, like, he's – every year he's, he's – He's, what, 39 this yeah. year, turning 39, like – you already saw the playoffs take a toll on him. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you just got to do what Alvarado did. Just freaking him. get in his face, man. He's not going to last a seven-game series. No, he's just he's just not he's just not as spry as he needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I like Devin Booker, but kind of a douchebag. <laughs> exactly. I love his game, but, man, he's an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Um, like you said, Aiton doesn't want to be there. Nope. Um, who's the other? I'm pr- they'll probably end up trading Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. They've already said they're going to trade him. Mm-hmm, I yeah. like Mikael Bridges, though. He's a dog. Yeah, he is good. And then uh, second team I'm not as big on, Miami Heat. Mm, that's Man. an interesting one. I like that. Like we were saying earlier, the uh, Raptors won that Lowry trade. Booyah. It, it just kind of like, replacing each other kind of thing. You know? This is a hot take. Right? I think with the Scotty Barnes pick alone, they won that trade. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy to say. Just because I don't – this team is too injury prone. The uh, the Heat are they're too injury prone to be start as hot as they did last year, in my opinion. Yeah, you lose PJ Tucker, so you do lose something on defense. You can't uh, you can't expect Jimmy to be the whole defense. Jimmy Mm-mm. and Bam, Mm-mm. just not going to work. Duncan Robinson took a big step off last yep. year. Yep, hero still hero, but I just I don't see them getting more than maybe 42 43 wins. I don't think they're a, I don't think they're a top 6 seed in the East. I really don't. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I don't know how against the consensus that is, but I just don't see them being legitimate contenders this year. No, I like that a lot. Um, I don't want to jump off the heat yet, but I completely agree about the Kyle Lowry trade. Um, I think the P.J. Tucker thing is bigger than people think. And that, think, too. Right? I he's love gonna, P.J. Tucker. Him on that Sixers team is going to be very good for them. Um, I almost picked them as a higher team, but they're, like, projected to be good. Yeah, so everyone thinks that yeah, Philly's going to be good. And James, I do want to say, James Harden played like James Harden last night. That's the best I've seen him play since his Houston MVP uh, days. He was special last night. The things he was doing out there, I haven't seen him doing in such a long time. Uh, and honestly, I've always liked James Harden, so it was nice to see uh, old Harden, the beard, oh, yeah. play good out there. But JT also was a baller for the Celtics. But yeah, I think that'll do it for our little NBA uh, predictions. You know, you know, we'll, we'll kind of predict how we think these uh, teams will be playing higher and lower. Uh, but let's get into the NFL preview. Yeah, we got some big games this week. Not really, because there's some weird games. But we're obviously going to pick our favorite teams. Uh, and then we have one uh, 
probably the best game of the week, even though it's kind of a weird week around the NFL. There's always, you know, every now and then yeah. we're going to catch a week of games. It's just like, okay, and they're, they're not just fun. They're just not fun matchups. Um, even though every single game it feels like in the NFL this year has been a heck of a football game. But let's go straight into my New Orleans Saints Thursday night football out there in <clears throat> excuse me, out there in Arizona. Big game for the New Orleans Saints. As yeah. much as it is is for the Cardinals. Let's send it to Red. What you got in this one? First of all, do you know is is Hopkins back? Yes, he is. He okay. is cleared. He is ready to play. Okay, Hopkins and and back. Robbie Anderson. Okay, yep, man. Which Marquise Brown is hurt though. Um, to preview it, I think Saints are going with Andy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it. They didn't say, but it seems like we're going Andy. Yeah, I would if Jameis isn't 110. percent I would just roll. Let him get that extra pre- uh, extra week of rest plus and some, you know. But look, I'm not big on the Cardinals. I just have not been forever. It feels like their game plan is thrown into the dumpster by the start of the second quarter, and then it's just like, hey, Kyler, go just, like, run around. Yep. Just throw the ball up. You know, that's how we're going to win. I just don't – if the Saints defense was playing like the Saints defense, I actually think this is an easy win for them because of how – I feel like how easy you can get turnovers off the Cardinals if you have, like, a legitimately good defense mm-hmm. with just how reckless Kyler can be. Um, I think this game in particular, though, I think with all those weapons coming back on offense, hate to say it, man, I think the Cardinals are just too much for the Saints to I, handle. I can't hate that, man. There's look, nothing that they proved, the Saints improved to win But this look, game. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, I will give the Saints some credit. Their offense has gotten better every week. It has. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think they hang in it, but I think Arizona just has too much firepower for that defense. I hate to say it, dude. Honey Badger might get toasted this yeah, He's been getting toasted all year, so I'm not going to yeah, be surprised. So, <laughs> my prediction right now, I got Cardinals winning 31-21. But it could be one of them games where it could be 31-10, honestly. It, it, but If the Cardinals are put up 31, there's no way we're winning that one. But I think the Saints, I think their offense has gotten shown good enough side, uh, strides the past two weeks. I think they stay in the game late. But I think overall the Cardinals just have too much firepower. I can't hate that, man. It's a it's a pretty good take, honestly. Uh, overall, um, the one thing I do want to point out, though, Arizona has lost eight straight home games. Okay, that is a stat, right That's there. That's a stat. That's a stat. I saw that on ESPN the other day, and I said, "Okay, it's a very weird stat." It's there. a weird stat, but I was like, "This would be a stat that the Saints allow the Cardinals to break." Uh, of course, that would be one thing we would do because that's what the Saints love to do. Um, and like I said, there is nothing to tell anyone that we should win this game at all. Um, Saints are down. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, um, um, Adam Trotman. So we're injured. Desperate, yeah, desperate. say the least. Yeah, to say the least. Alvin's not even healthy, so, but he will play. But, you know, there's nothing telling me that we would win this game besides the desperation to get a win. And I think that will push the Saints just enough. Just enough. I feel like the Saints have a little bit more to play for than Arizona. I think Arizona knows that Kingsbury's out. And I think that they're kind of just ready for Kingsbury to be out. I think I think Kyler's ready for it to happen. Um, that defense for Arizona has been, uh, you know, everyone talked about how they're going to be so much better this year. And then they haven't done anything to stop the run. And 
like we kind of said, the Saints, uh, I, I don't know if we talked about earlier, I, I talked about with Super Talk, the Saints ran the ball pretty good against Cincy. You oh, know? yeah. They have got to run this ball. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Let Andy make a couple play-action plays, you know, make some passes. Cause Andy can still rip a football, but they've got to lean on their two best players right now because Michael Thomas and, well, Chris is back, but Chris Olave is back. But got to lean on your two vets, Alvin Kamara, marking room, even though Mark's not what he once was, but lean on your two best players that are playing right now besides Chris Olave probably and just let them try and control the game, control the clock, um, the score probably a little bit higher than it would be if we control the clock all game, but I think the Saints win on a game-winning field goal, okay. field goal by Will Lutz uh, to win 24-23. to 23. Big nuts, Lutz. Big nuts, baby. Lutz. I need it. I need it, Lutz. I need it, my man. I need you to clutch it up in this one. But let's move on. We have a game with your team. Uh, excuse me, Red. Uh, your team, Red. Woo! Big one. At Dallas. That's good for y'all. Um, we've talked about how much we like this other team, but they have disappointed Man, uh, once, once again. again. So let's get right into it. Dallas versus the Detroit Lions. Let's send it straight to Red. What you got? Well, I want to say we get Dak back this week. Cowboys do. Um, the Lions, man, you said it. They've just been just a disappointment. Mm. Like, I think the hard knocks hype really killed them. Like, I think it did, too. I really think it hurt them, but um, I don't see – if you're the Cowboys, you can't lose this game. You, like, I hate to say that because going into the year, I would have thought this is a game like if you lose, it's not going to matter. Yeah. They lost last year against Denver. You know what I mean? Like, like it, These games happen. But with the Giants being how the Giants are yeah. and the Eagles still being undefeated, you just lost to them. You got to win this game, I think. I think with Dak coming back, he gets a full week of uh, prep in the offense. He got a little bit of work last week. But uh, Cooper Rush showed that this offense can click, Mm. but it is about the defense, like you Mm. said. Thing, though, is this Lions offense is sneaky good. Mm -hmm. Jared Goff is slinging it. The thing with them is their secondary just is terrible. They just have no depth whatsoever on defense. They can't rush the passion. They cannot rush – Rush the passer at all, <laughs> at all. But so I think it's kind of it's a good game to get Dak back. But it's also you don't want Dak like we were saying. You want Dak to use that Cooper Rush offense. Mm-hmm. But this is maybe a game where you air it out I because think, yeah. of just how yep. bad that secondary is. Like we said, the Lions can score, so they might, you know, they might, they might get up to. like twenty one ten early or something. You might have to sling it. But the Dallas defenses look good, you know, for a score prediction. I think that Lions offense stays looking pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. But Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. And Dog. Lions just don't have a Micah Parsons type guy. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not a lot of, not a lot of people Yeah. <laughs> so, I think he's actually the deciding factor in this game. And I think if you can get, you know, a good – what Jared Goff is known for, a good fumble or two. Yep then I don't see why the Cowboys shouldn't win this game. Right now I got the prediction at Cowboys 31, Lions 13. Wow, ours are very, very, very close scores here. But I could easily see a 
27 type yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 we're like literally almost on the exact same score here. Um, personally to me, yeah. I think this is a game where Dallas proves they're a top five team in the league. Okay, man, I'm hoping for it. I think this is where the, the offense says, all right, we did this with Cooper. Let's get our elite guy back in here, and let's show what we can do with these skill players. We, I think the defense comes out, balls. But I think that the Detroit puts put some scores on them, maybe to kind of wake them up a little bit for the next it game. better not get cute, bro, because for yeah. Detroit, as much as Dallas needs to win this game, Detroit is going to throw everything they got. Yeah, they have to win. They they are in must-win-now mode, too. So that's why I think you're going to get the Detroit's hardest fight in this one. I think early on it might be a little bit of a dog fight, kind of go back and forth. But I think Dallas's offense – is going to click in that second half, and I think that defense just locks completely down in that second half and makes a you know gets opportunistic plays like you said, get a you know a Jared Goff fumble or, or turnover. Um, I think they're, they're opportunistic in general. When you have a quarterback like that, you got to get a turnover. Um, even though Jared's been playing very good this year, so I think Dallas comes out, plays a very good game, and proves that they're a top. A bona fide top five team and a team that can compete in their own division. Got Dallas winning this one. First, Michael Parsons, I've said it in every episode, it feels yeah. like there's only two or three players on defense in the entire NFL that can win a game, and he is one of those guys. I don't know if they'll need him to win the game for this one, but it's always just nice to have that guy on your team. Yeah, it definitely don't hurt. It don't hurt. It don't hurt. But to get to the, to the score, I got Dallas winning this one at their home stadium in Jerry's World. 31 to 20 over the Detroit okay. Lions. I think y'all like get the best fight for the Detroit Lions, but I think Yeah, I think I think my prediction was a little low. I'll I'll say I'll say Cowboys 28 Lions 20. 28 20. 28 20. That's pretty good. I think we're kind of both on the same wavelength there to kind of predict that one. Uh but yeah, hopefully your yeah, your Dallas Cowboys can keep this little Thing going after that loss against the Eagles last week. Let's move on to our last prediction of the day. Probably the most entertaining game, if you'll call it, of the week. Um, it's a little bit of a Super Bowl rematch from a couple of years ago. Uh, Casey versus the 49ers. Um, Patty Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen this before. Oh, it's yeah. not Trey Lance. So we'll uh, get a nice little rematch between these two quarterbacks. Let's send it to Red here. What you got in this one? Man, this game is interesting because... This has potential to not be a good game at all. This has potential. Yeah. Look, I like the 49ers team. It's extremely, like, extremely hard not to like their defense. Yeah. Like, if Fantasy you just, legends If you like me. football, yeah. If you like football, it's you can't not like the 49ers defense. Mm-hmm. Their defense is just that good. They got guys that fly to the football every freaking play. And the Chiefs. It just looks like they haven't really lost a beat since they lost mm-hmm. Tyreek thing. That's the thing. And their defense is better, like you said. Their defense is better. George Karloftis keeps mm-hmm. getting better. Um, who's that safety? Justin Reed. He's been a. He's been better than Dan Matthew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been balling. Um, on a normal week, I think I'd honestly take the 49ers mm-hmm. just because of how good that defense is. And I think – the more time Jimmy gets, the better. I still don't think he'll be anything better than maybe average, but mm-hmm. he'll definitely get better. But, man, the Chiefs lost last week. Close one. Mm. They're the game they could have won. Yep. They're going to be mad. Mm. I just I don't think this is a game they let off the gas at all, and I just think eventually it's too much for the 49ers to handle. 
So I, right now I got Chiefs winning. But then again, the Chiefs, you know, laying on the gas. This 49ers defense is so good that them laying on the gas is only, in my opinion, 24 points. So I got them winning 24-13. 24-13. Like that. We're I think if you can hold that Chiefs offense to 24 points, you did something right. Yeah. And once again, in fact, we read each other's uh, score predictions here. Uh, very close for me as well. Uh, like you said, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and the Chiefs' standard is actually starting to look like a overall good team, uh, not relying on two superstars and re- able to rely on that defense a little bit more. Yeah, Juju looked better last Juju week. Juju looks better. Um, and now rumor is is that Odell Beckham's going there, which would be Man. perfect for that offense. They need an explosive guy like OBJ. Um, but uh, in this game against the 49ers, like, it, it is one of those games. It's like if there was a game San Fran would lose to, to the Falcons 28-14 to 14 and then come back and beat uh, the Chiefs, they would do that. They would be the team to do that. Um, I'm not going there. I don't think yeah. so. I think you made a great point about the Chiefs losing last week. And we know what a team like that with an elite quarterback and an elite head coach, you know, they, they're not going to they're not gonna be happy about that. They know they really needed that game against the Bills as – you know, standings play out for the rest of this uh, season. They, they're going to be pretty mad about that one, I think. I agree completely with you on that. Um, so, you know, I, I think this one comes down to which which team has the cleaner game. Um, I think Casey plays this one smart. I don't think they try and go for the jugular on this really good San Fran defense. I think they, 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 they understand how to win games in different ways now besides just trying to run out the score or just killing them offensively. I think they can rely on that defense, like I said. So uh, I'm with you on that 24 points. I think the Chiefs win this game 24 to 16. Okay. Yep. I like it. Man. Very, very similar to your 24 to 13 there. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for us, my man. Good yes, episode, sir. brother. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. Got some good games also. We got a USC event. USC oh, yeah. 280. Your boy's been waiting for it for it feels like for years. It's finally here. Your boy's going to be watching that one like no tomorrow on Saturday at 9 p.m. Awesome. Hey, one last thing. If y'all hadn't seen that Creed 3 trailer, Ooh. go watch it. Ooh, it it's looking good. good. It looks good. It looks good. It looks very, very good. Got some fighting. Fighting oh, talk. Yeah. We snuck that in there somehow. Uh, but yeah, let's wrap this one up. We hope y'all enjoyed the Pound Perspective. Once again, this is episode 19, I think now. I think it's episode 19 or 20. My goodness, it's flying by, y'all. Um, but, but, yeah, we hope y'all enjoyed this one. Uh, if y'all need to get in contact with us, go through Nate Dog Sports Instagram or Twitter, Nate Dog Sports. It's at Nate Dog Sports on Instagram, 2Gs and a dog, and then at ND double underscore sports on Twitter. It's the best way to get in contact with us. If y'all have any questions, if you want to come on the show, anything, just contact us, let us know. We'll try and make it work out for all of us, y'all. But once again, me and Red hope y'all have enjoyed the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Duck Sports. Adios. Adios. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Pound Perspective. If you're interested in joining Nate Dog for an episode or need more information on Nate Dog and his brand, contact him at natedogsports.com. And don't forget to share with friends and family. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. Oh.